Yeah, being in this office, you know, is is like a box of Cracker Jacks. Every time you come in here, uh, something's different. Two weeks ago, no window. Uh, last week, there was an empty salmon tin up here. Now we got some sort of weird uh, drink. I don't know. I'm at, no, I'm not closing the office. Yes, I'm going to talk to the guy. Why wouldn't I talk to the guy? Why can't I talk to the guy? Of course I'm going to talk to the guy. Just clean up the office. Sheesh. Hey, welcome to season two, episode 15 of the 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That's me. We are fueled by Gales Gas Bar, for which we appreciate their support very much. We are powered by WeStream. You can't see him now, but he is the power behind that camera that is leading us toward Fiddler's Poorhouse. Dave McParian and the gang still hosting us in their beautiful open air window here on St. Paul Street, St. Catharines. Also, a performance, heating and air. Thank you for your support as well as uh, Mark and uh, Blake Shirk of Virgin Insurance Group. We appreciate being here as uh, still supporters of this program. We opened quite a Pandora's box last night and the Pandora's box continues to throw out all sorts of winsome items uh, that we'll get to today. And uh, without putting too fine a point on it, we have a bit of a controversial show coming up for you this afternoon. And uh, without further ado, I welcome you to Fiddler's Poorhouse. Come on in. Here we go. A little cooler day today. You can see that we've uh, gone with the jackets, but not bad weather still for the month of uh, April. Uh, what is it today? April the 14th, 15th? I always lose track of time when I'm having so much fun. I know it's show 15. Uh, and we will be back and explain some things to you right after this. Welcome. Well, it's been a really interesting uh, 18 to 20 hours here at Niagara 411 Live. And it all centers around something very, very simple. The fact that every week, um, Thursday, uh, Wednesday-ish, Kevin of WeStream, who is the executive producer of this show, posts so that you'll get an idea about what we're going to be talking about on the show this week puts a post on Niagara 411. He puts it on his site at WeStream. Uh, I copy it. It's on Livestream Niagara and a few other streams and in, in, in course uh, as well as the Facebook pages of our sponsors. Well, rather uh, an interesting hap uh, thing happened on the way to the forum, as they say. Um, last night, the post went up that we were going to be speaking with Colin McDonald. Now, Colin McDonald, uh, his name is not a household name, but he is a spokesperson for a group that has been causing a lot of controversy around Niagara. This group are a bunch, that's the only way I can say it, a bunch of either uh, anti-maskers or whatever, but anyway, the organization, and I don't know how much of an organization it is, the group, has uh, a name is called No More Lockdowns Niagara. 
You may remember reading in the media, in all the media, newspapers, television, etc., the fact that this unmasked group, a rather large group, was protesting lockdowns in Niagara in St. Catharines, and it was just around the corner from my house, as a matter of fact, and it was uh, at uh, Lake Street and Linwell in St. Catharines, and it got a lot of publicity, negative publicity, and, and rightfully so, in my opinion. Well, there's another of these protests planned, this time in Niagara Falls for this weekend. So we reached out because we wanted to know what made these people tick, what the heck they're thinking, what they're doing, what, what's happening, and, uh, and why. Because, first of all, our mandate here, people, in case you hadn't realized it, is to talk about things that people in Niagara are talking about. People in Niagara are talking about this story. Now what happened since we put that teaser post up on uh, all of the Facebook pages, including Niagara 411, we received, Nick received at Niagara 411, and even some of our sponsors received horrendous amounts of emails condemning the fact that we were associating ourselves with this person, that the sponsors were associating and promoting this movement and etc. and nothing could be further from the truth. This is the thing that happens with social media people, is the fact that you say you're going to talk to someone and all of a sudden the roof blows off the dump because we are talking to someone that's making news in Niagara, does that mean we're promoting what they believe in? Uh-uh. Does that mean we are promoting their next event? No. Does that mean we have any relationship with them on a positive note, or do we agree with their mantra or their dogma? No. What it means is we want to talk to a principal person that's involved in the story. Oh, what a simple concept. That's as simple as it gets. We want to find out more about what is behind this story. Let me tell you what happens when you do not explore what's behind a happening, what's behind a story. Do you happen to remember the year 2016? Go south of the 49th parallel. There was a gentleman by the name of Donald Trump. He was running for president of the United States. Up until 2016, there had been great ignorance of what was happening in the United States of America. Great ignorance of what was really happening in the United States of America. As a result of that, oh, what a surprise. The realists showed up. The real things that were happening in uh, the United States and yeah, you can take me to task over this. I'm fine, I'm fired up over this too. Because I don't believe that a lot of you have been fair at all. You've been condemning something before you even see it. So listen to this. You know what happened. Because people were ignoring what was happening in the United States, they elected a narcissistic bully as president of the United States for four years and you know what that happened to turn out like. So, we announced we're gonna talk to somebody Oh, what a crime! And then you start blaming our sponsors for it. I'm never going to buy another nickel uh, gasset uh, Gales. I'm not going to go to the pharmacy. I'm not going to get my uh, insurance. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get my uh, furnace serviced from Performance. Like, come on, grow a pair. 
get a grip and realize what's happening in your own community. We could have canceled uh, this interview because of public pressure. Nick, I apologize to the amount of effort that you had to go through because of all of the publications and all of the posts and all of the things that happened because of us deciding what content was going to be. Now let me make this one thing perfectly clear. When we started this program, and it was, uh, we call it season two, but it started quite early in 2020. Uh, in another location at SAS Fitness, one of those businesses that unfortunately had to close down because of COVID. So we're sympathy, uh, we're uh, sympathetic to businesses that are affected by this COVID situation. So we've been doing this a while and when we started this program, the mandate was we will talk to anybody. Media gets a lot of knocks for not doing balanced reporting. Well, if we say we're not going to talk to somebody because we don't agree with what they say, how fair and balanced is that? We might not agree with what they say, but aren't you interested in hearing how they answer questions? I am. I am. I'm interested in asking the questions. If you don't want to ask the questions, if you don't want to hear the answers, stick your head in the ground like the ostrich that some people are and forget about it. But that's not the way real life works. When Obama was elected in 2012, he was criticized. Sorry about all the U.S. president references, but they're the biggest ones. He was criticized for wanting to speak to Iran, willing to talk to Iran. He said, uh, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to them. I'm willing to talk to anybody. That a problem? Well, that's our mandate here. And we have been championed by, by politicians, by business people, by people in the community, by Nick and others that say, these guys will talk to anybody. Well, should we pull the pin on that mantra now? Yeah, we'll talk to anybody. Do we agree with everybody? Absolutely not. So before you make us and our sponsors suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous misconception and misfortune. Think about what you're doing and learn something before you speak out. I mean, really. And by the way, here's another thing you need to know. None of our sponsors, Gales, Performance Heating, Verge Insurance, none, uh, uh, Nick at 411, although we have a business relationship with him and we have Niagara 411 in our title of Niagara 411 Live, we have a business relationship, but at no time do our sponsors dictate content of this show. If you want to yell at anybody, you want to send nasty letters or uh, some sort of uh, uh, poison laced envelope or whatever, send them to me, send them to Kevin not to our sponsors. Our sponsors support this program because we bring viewers to their brand. That's it. That's what we do. And that's what we do very, very well, by the way. And sort of uh, being victims of our own success, this thing blew up in the last 24 hours. And yeah, I'm a little pissed, but I'm, I certainly still have the strength of my convictions that we're doing the right thing. Because if there's something out there that we don't know, something out there that we don't understand, I want to understand it. I don't want to necessarily agree with it. I came in here wearing a mask. Kevin and I are the only two people in the joint, but I want to understand it. If I stick my head in the sand, well, welcome to CNN and Fox News. And that's not what we do.
Hi, Kev. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I gotta tell you, man. Um, stressful, stressful night, stressful evening. I agree with uh, with everything that you said. Stressful morning. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe so many people are so threatened by the idea that you would talk to somebody. What if we stop talking? In this society, we stop learning, we stop bringing peace. All we end up with are things that happened like at the Capitol building back in March in, uh, in Washington, D.C. The problem is, people, that we're not talking. The problem is that we're not talking. And it blows up on social media that you're not going to support this, and you're not going to support this, and I'm pulling the pin on this, and I'm not going to listen to that. Well, go away then. It's fine. Be my guest. But if you want to actually learn something that you might be able to make a concerned and informed decision about down the road, well, we'd appreciate you sticking around. And uh, we love you for participating. We do. It's, it was really weirdly that the idea that we're talking to somebody means that you and I are going to spend an hour and a half encouraging everybody to go outside maskless in protest. It's, it's not it at all. I, I discourage everybody from doing that. Don't yeah. do it. It's, it's reckless. It's putting everybody at risk. Our it's sponsors received emails and texts and tweets and uh, direct messages over Facebook all night long saying, I can't believe you're supporting this show that supports these protests. Who said we were supporting the protest? Nobody said any such thing. All we're talking about is what is news in Niagara, and frankly, I thought that was my job. I thought that was our job. That's why we're here. You don't have to like me. I don't really give a two-hoot whether you like me or not. The fact is, we're here to present as many of, of the perspectives that we can, and then you make up your own mind. I don't want to make up your mind for you. Am I Rush Limbaugh? No. Am I Fox News? No. Am I CNN? No. I'm not even the CBC. We're here to throw as much shit at the wall and see what sticks. For you. Just for you. And it's happening in Niagara. It's happening in your own backyard. Alright. Okay. Colin McDonald joins us. Colin McDonald is a spokesperson for No More Lockdowns Niagara. Colin, before we uh, ask you to say hello here, I want to read you some things, okay? We've got Ontario sees 4,736 new COVID-19 cases, third wave high deaths of uh, uh, 29. We set records today all over Ontario, 1,188 in Toronto. When you go all down the list, we finally up, uh, end up here in uh, Niagara at 215. The ICU units are getting overwhelmed, as they tell us, and they're opening more beds, but they don't know if they're going to have doctors to be able to look after them, etc. Can you please tell me, because of all this crap that we've been getting for just having you on to have a conversation, can you please tell me what the hell you're thinking and what planet you're from? <laughs> Thank you very much, Lee. Can you guys hear me okay? We can hear you just fine. Okay, perfect. I'm in my car here on the on the on the run. Um, first of all, thank well, you. I for can having see you me. being on the run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, you know, of course, there, there's so many different angles. Uh, there's so many things to consider when we're talking about what's going on right now. Um, you know, 
everyone's super, super focused about these cases, about these variants, these mutations. And uh, it's scary. It can get overwhelming. And I think people really need to take a deep breath and take a step back and think about really what are the things that matter? What are the things that really, really matter here? Um, And and when we talk about so deaths, um, ICU capacity, for sure, these are things that really matter. These cases that, that we've been going on about and on about for 52 weeks straight are, in my opinion, nothing but fear mongering. And, and a lot of the cases that we're, that we're you know, uh, controlling our lives and putting us in this paralyzing fear are totally unjustified when you look at the how, infection how, fatality wait a rate. How, how, how are they unjustified? Colin? Well, they simply don't amount to anything, right? They're, they're, it, it's a non-issue. And we can get into why that is, the PCR test, for example. Uh, the fact that, so in Niagara, and this was brought up uh, on Tuesday at a regional council meeting, the PCR test, when amplified at a, at a CT rate beyond, um, I, I believe it's around 30, anything past 35, and we have confirmation in Niagara we're using a CT value of 45. So that would, that would produce north of 97% false positive rates. So the case that, that, that yes, you are a positive case, but are you sick? So are these 4,000 people we have right now in Ontario, are they actually sick or are they just but they uh, COVID are, positive with a PCR but they are test? Still, but they are still, irrespective of whether they're sick, this is kind of the whole point of the mask thing, irrespective of whether they are sick, if they are a, a, a positive or even a false positive, they've had contact. The fact is wearing a mask protects other people who may very well be infected by you, whether you're sick or not. Sure. Sure, yeah. If okay. that's something that you believe in, I the science doesn't support that claim. But the that's science fine. does support that claim, though. I want to be very clearly, and this is early on in this interview, it, it's not about masks. It's not about the question if masks, or even if you want to get into the science, which Okay, what's a, what's, what, th- that's, a good, that's a good segue, Cullen. What are these protests about? Exactly. If, if it's not exactly. about that, what is it about? Exactly. Well, what's it called, right? No more lockdowns Niagara. So here we are now in our in our third lockdown. First one didn't work, second one didn't work. Now we're in a third lockdown with Doug Ford announcing today even tighter restrictions, which I can only imagine will include a curfew and things like that. So the the measures that we're taking, are, are they working or are they, are, are they not? Uh, what our movement is about is ending these lockdowns. These lockdowns simply Toward- are not working. You could argue the same for the masks, but again, the masks aren't causing 300,000 to 500,000 small businesses to close. But the masks aren't Cullen, causing children. Cullen, Go ahead, Lee. Cullen, I understand to a point what the basis of your concern is as far as the lockdowns working or not. We can all sit around in our rec rooms or our TV rooms or whatever and say, well, this part of it doesn't make sense or this part makes sense. And oh, well, the restaurants, that doesn't make, and this can make, so yes. There are things out there that make your head hurt when you start to think about the lockdown restrictions and what things may or may not actually make sense. But Colin, Colin, you have to you have to grant us this. A few hundred people gathering at the corner of Lake Street and and Linwell in St. Catharines all together ranting and and yelling and spewing forth stuff with no masks can't be helping the greater good how does that how does that help yeah let's address that and that's that's a great that's a great point you made lee uh first of all it was not a couple hundred it was a couple thousand and we have been protesting now even more (laughs) 
Right. We've been protesting for 52 weeks straight. And I want to make this very clear for your viewers. I have been protesting myself for over a year. Okay, we had BLM join us in Toronto four weeks in a row with five to 10,000 people. We've had protests of 30,000 people, 10,000 people, 1,000 people for 52 weeks straight. I've been at every single one of them. We haven't had one outbreak. We haven't had one person in our movement die from COVID-19. We're not at least one outbreak, at least one time, you would think during a pandemic, we would all have gotten sick, but it's not happening. So, and, and that's that's a whole nother story. But to, to make the accusation or assumption uh, that protests are somehow affecting or spreading this virus is completely unfounded. There's no statistical or anecdotal evidence that supports well, that claim. No, there isn't yet. Have to because back it up. There hasn't been yet because there isn't enough time to have taken those readings, etc. So here's here's well, my yes, thing. there was. We have countless examples, Lee. Like we had we have countless examples from all over the world from the protests in the US and in Canada. We've so, been doing this for a year. All right. Do you do you, do you count yourself? You said it's not about masks and it's, it's about lockdowns. Do you count yourself as an anti masker? Okay, first, before I answer that, let me address what it, what it's about. Deaths from despair, suicide, addiction, depression, spousal abuse, the harm that we're inflicting upon our children who are at a 99.997% survival rate, they're being disproportionately harmed because they're at no risk. Small businesses, as I mentioned, 300 to 500,000 small businesses closed across Canada, hundreds of thousands of jobs, the backbone of our economy, our economy. We're spending almost a billion dollars a day on this. So I don't know if people realize that. We are going to be a half a trillion dollars in debt, and it better be worth it. I'm not. I'm uh, not what but, we're doing to our elderly in long-term care facilities, if I may finish. Yeah. Uh, isolation, confinement, not allowing them to live out the rest of their lives the way that they would like. Uh, uh, what we're doing to our health by closing fitness gyms. And also the destruction and removal of our fundamental rights as Canadians to life, liberty, security of the person, living a livelihood, and, and also to assemble. These are all fun, very fun, important things. Fun, fundamental rights and the right of charts and freedoms, constitutions, etc., were drafted with certain criteria involved and certain phrases involved that allow governments to intercede for the public good. I saw lines and lines and lines of uh, polio people lined up in uh, iron lungs because of what happened in the early 1900s. These things are exceptional circumstances, so you can't throw the Charter of Rights and Freedoms at me and say, oh, well, this flies in the face of it. The COVID-19 well, you know pandemics fly in the face of everything, so that means you have to reframe your thinking. What I'm no, trying, I'd love what to address I'm that. To, what, hold what on, I, hold on, Lee. No, this no, is you a very important on. point. My show. What I, uh, ahead, the, 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 the point is, uh, is the fact that, by all means, if you want to, if you want to gather, let me let me put a compromise point on this for a second. You want to gather to protest the lockdown philosophy, the lockdown strategy, and I get it. Um, there are a lot of people that would agree with you, perhaps, on the fact that the whole lockdown thing has a lot of holes in it, has a lot of loopholes in it that don't make sense. I get it. We can list them. However. Why do these people, why do your followers, why do these 2,000 people that showed up at Lake and Linwell last week not wear a mask? You cannot actually, you cannot dismiss the value of a mask. If you're protesting something, why does it mean you have to not wear a mask? I don't get it. Perfect. I'll explain that in just one second. I want to finish 
my last point, because you brought up the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, the notwithstanding clause, Section 33 or whatever. Uh, very valid point. The government does have uh, the ability to remove our charter rights uh, when they can demulsively justify the reasoning for it. What they cannot do is remove our Bill of Rights without a federal act of parliament in place. And our Bill of Rights also includes the right to life, liberty, security to person, assembly, religion, all these fundamental rights. People often forget about the Bill of Rights. And as I mentioned, it's black and white. There needs to be act of parliament in place for the entire country that, that states why they're gonna remove one of our Bill of Rights. So I just wanted to say that. On the mass topic, again, the first thing I did when I started in this movement was I looked at the science, the peer-reviewed science. I looked at PubMed, okay? We have over 50 years, irrevocable peer-reviewed studies on respiratory viruses, air, airborne viruses, masks, uh, cloth masks, surgical masks. Bottom line, masks do nothing. They they simply don't. They do not offer protection. That's why we have people now wearing two. That well, you're is by a, admitting you're, you're, one mask doesn't work, two is better, right? So you're making, and, a, you're and, making a statement for which there is very little scientific support. I have I have masks over 50 do nothing. That is, a, that is a very wide. What there, there are thousands of medical people across this country that would severely disagree with you. Why why do we have all of our healthcare professionals in ICU and emergency rooms wearing shields and masks, uh, et, et, et cetera, to protect themselves? Of course they do something, Colin. Come on. Because they have to. And nurses actually fought and won this case. Uh, people forget about that, but they fought the the right to not have to wear masks or be vaccinated for the flu. But uh, I, I would invite them to have discourse. That's when, when I joined this call, we were talking about the, the fact that we should be able to have discourse. So when I say there's no science and you say there's doctors that have science, that's where we should have had the discourse a year ago, a year ago, okay? What the science says, and I'm not saying this, I'm a nobody, I'm just, I'm just another person. I looked at the peer reviewed study, I didn't write it, I read them. Okay, they use the word uh, masks act as talismans. What they do is, although they don't offer any physical protection, they remind people that we're in a pandemic, which gives people that reminder to be safe, to be distant, to be separate. Uh, and, and along with that comes a whole lot of baggage with the, the fact that we're, you're going to put people in some kind of a psychological stress because we're in this pandemic. Right. Um, and again, all of these things. Okay, fine. Masks aren't destroying our economy. Our policies and lockdowns are destroying our economy. They're destroying our lives and destroying our children. And that's a separate conversation. And this is mass. There are all kinds of separate conversations that come into it's this. The more and and I, hear, one, I hear a lot of broad, wide ranging um, statements. And I hear a, a lot of mantra and political platform type thing. But uh, I, don't, I don't still hear it supported from anywhere else in any of our sectors as to i mean if if what you're saying is true let me put it this way if, if what you're saying has legitimate background do you not think that our exhausted frontline workers our overtired doctors our overextended health care system our overworked parents because of no schools being open and all of the people that have uh, had relatives and friends die or dying or uh, incredibly sick and not being able to be reached, all of these categories, if this were actually, if there was some actual uh, factual based uh, information to support what you say, don't you think 
that all of these people would say, thank you, Cullen, for bringing this to our attention, because, man, it's going to take a load off our minds. But they're not doing that. They are still saying, hey, I'm sorry, man, you're wrong. Right. And, and that begs the question, it, it, why? And everyone should be asking that. Why are, we, why are they doing this? There's no right answer, there's no wrong answer, but simply we should just be asking, why are they doing this? If this is true, why are they doing this? Do you feel any, do you feel any discomfort at all when, uh, when these people join you and your groups are in, in throngs on a city street like you were on Lake Street at Linwell and up across on uh, the QE bridge and, and heading south into St. Catharines last weekend. Do you feel any responsibility for maybe the fact that you're doing the wrong thing at all? Do you, d does that ever cross your mind? Absolutely not. Uh, the, the, the opposite, if anything. Uh, I, I know what I'm doing is the right thing. And I know what we're doing uh, as a collective to our country is, is uh, gonna create irreversible damage and future generations, our children, are not going to inherit the Canada that we, we, we were given. The debt will be passed on to them. Uh, the destruction that we're creating right now will be permanent. Okay. Not only psychological, but you know, economical. Okay, it's, I don't, it, I don't, we, I, I'm, I'm sorry I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't see it while the rest of us are trying, while the rest of these businesses uh, are trying to be a part of this. And I know Kevin wants to weigh in here on something, but let me ask you one more question before Kevin does. Who are you and who are these people that are showing up? Who are the people that are in this throng? Right. Uh, we, we, we saw the, um, and I realize it is a totally different topic, but it kind of feels the same way. We saw what happened on March the 6th in, in, in Washington, D.C., these people showing up from all over the place with some sort of common, uh, common vehement goal. Who are the people that are showing up for these protests? Yeah, Where do they come from? Question. Excellent question. And that's what I was going to say to your last point. Uh, you, you were mentioning about, uh, you know, uh, having sympathy or compassion for these nurses, which we absolutely do. Many of the members of our movement are nurses. They are doctors. They are frontline workers. In Their that brothers, crowd, sisters, in, in, mothers. In that crowd, go ahead. In that crowd uh, last Saturday, there were doctors and nurses. I, I, I'm not going to say definitively, but I can assume, based on the fact that there have been nurses and doctors at every other one of our protests, probably, yes, there was. All right. All right, Colin, uh, yeah. let me ask you, well, well, I do agree that there are a lot of different aspects at play here, and I don't think that we've paid enough attention to uh, the struggle of businesses, to um, uh, the, the, the mental health of adults and children. At the same time, we're all living in a society. I cannot ignore the frontline workers and many of the comments that are on Niagara 411, what they're seeing in the ICUs. I cannot ignore the family who was unable to see their parent in the hospital dying of COVID in their final days. I can't ignore that. And yet on Saturday, I see 2,000 people just putting a total affront and going maskless walking down Lake Street. Do you feel any sort of responsibility to bringing us back? a couple of days, a couple of weeks, as our societal fight against uh, COVID continues. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. If, if there was any evidence that would support the claim, notion, or, or ideology that the protests are contributing to this spread, then absolutely, absolutely. If there was any evidence, we have none. So uh, we're not getting it. We're not spreading it. Our families aren't getting it. And that's just 
the truth. Like I can't, you know, uh, I can't feel something. I, I absolutely have no idea of what's happening. I don't know. Uh, you know, the, these people in, the, with, with family members that are dying, from, of course, that's terrible. You know, it happens every single year. It, it's, it's a terrible flu. Um, not you can't flu. underscore that. But it is, it, is a, it is a flu. Yes, it's, a, it's you know, we all know SARS-CoV-2, what it is. Uh, we've, we've looked at this for a year. So uh, my, my point was, um, what was the other thing you said, Kevin? Oh, just about your responsibility for setting us back. I mean, everybody in the collective is trying to do their part, and then there's 2,000 oh, people the hospitals. Walking, down, walking down Lake Street. Yeah. Okay, so that's a bigger question. And and do I feel, no, we need more people talking about holding hospitals accountable. So we have many, many, many problems, systemic problems with our healthcare system. I have two autoimmune disorders, uh, benign brain tumor, and uh, I've, I've been through the ringer when it comes to the health system in Canada. It took six to eight months before COVID to see a specialist. Our healthcare system is broken. Okay, but we're every off. nurse in Canada will agree with me. Our healthcare system is broken. We agree. So it, we, we can agree that there are glitches in our healthcare system, no question. But we've just wavered off the point. The point is about these protests. Um, there is immense, immense opposition to what you are doing, uh, and we wanted to present your we wanted to give you an opportunity which a lot of places didn't want us to do believe it or not a lot of places wanted us to not have you on this program today but i did because i wanted to ask you the questions that we asked and uh, the the theory being if we stop talking in the society we stop learning and we stop communicating as human beings and uh, i disagree with just about everything you've said but i will not disagree with your right to say it uh, so uh, I appreciate you coming on the program today. Uh, I hope your movement is unsuccessful, but uh, there we will leave it for today. Okay. I, thank you very much, Lee. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you. Think critically, guys. Ask questions, please. Thank you. You're, thank you. All right. So, <sighs> how are we doing now? <laughs> Coming up at one o'clock today, we are going to take a uh, significant departure from the emotion and the theme that we have been propagating to thus point. We're going to be speaking with Frances Hallworth. She is the executive director of the Niagara United Way. And it's just about time for the United Way campaign to get underway. And I can, uh, I can speak from experience in the fact that I've been involved with United Way in, let me think, one, two, three, four, five, six different communities uh, across the country in my, in my life. And there's a lot of people that have um, impressions about the United Way, some good, some bad, and it's always been a struggle. And these days of raising funds, these days of fundraising for any kind of charity or good works is very, very, very difficult. And we're really looking forward to speaking with Francis to find out how the United Way is going to be unfolding this year, uh, who the chair is going to be when the campaign starts and what the goals are. And the reason we're speaking with the United Way, by the way, is the fact that when we brought uh, Gales on board or when Gales Gas decided that they wanted to be the title sponsor of this program, we talked to them about, uh, because of their big support of this show, what 
what we could do for them and they said well you could really help us by supporting some of the organizations that we support and we said yeah we'll do that and so that's what we're going to be doing with uh, our United Way conversation with Francis Hallworth ED of the United Way coming up at uh, around uh, one o'clock I frankly I get carried away I don't even know what time it is we're heading towards 20 to 1 on uh, on this Thursday. Kevin, uh, this has been a different show, an interesting show. Uh, yes, I, I, I apologize for having a little bit of adrenaline flowing at the beginning of this, but uh, these are the things that make me crazy about social media. And uh, one of the things I will never do, because I'm too old and long in the tooth and too experienced and to the point where I don't really give a damn, is I'm not going to take things lying down when people start throwing shade over the fact that we want to have a conversation with somebody just because it's uncomfortable, deal with it. Deal with it, for heaven's sake. And Lee, we'll talk to anybody. You mentioned that we've we got... We said that. That's our mantra. We've got Francis coming up in about 25 minutes. Now's a perfect opportunity. What I'm really hoping comes to this show, I'm hoping that the regular-minded people yeah. drown out the last 15 or 20 yeah. minutes. If you're, sitting out there, if, if you're sitting out there and you're one of the 400 people that sat behind their computer screen and was throwing shade at us for doing this thing and throwing uh, comments to our sponsors saying, I'm not going into your store anymore if you sponsor that show that does that interview, et cetera, et cetera. Blah. You've seen the interview now. Offer your, offer your opinion. Stand up, all right? Take a stand. We took a stand. We took a stand because we want to provide a balanced argument. We don't agree with this guy. I think they're a bunch of nuts. But that's me. I don't think those people are in the majority. I think it's a small vocal minority that of we just give a voice to. But I would love the majority of this show to be sensible-minded people. Yeah. And we're giving you the opportunity to do that. The link is right there. All you have to do is click it. We'll throw you on the yeah. air with Lee. And you can come on and say, I find it very distasteful. In all the comments... I hurt with the people that are saying, I can't believe you're having these people Me on. Me too. My mom is in ICU right now. I want to hear from you. Yeah. These are the people that we want to hear from. I had, a, uh, I had an email this morning from one of our sponsors. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it because I think, I think, it's, uh, I think it's impactful. And, and this, this email was actually sent, uh, with apologies, Jessica, I don't want to share your personal communications, but I think it is important. Jessica Friesen, uh, who is the CEO of Gales Gas and continues to support us, and we chatted this morning and she still continues to support us. Uh, but she sent this to us just for our information this morning. And here is exactly what the email said. This was an email that was sent to her. Thank you for the, and it was, uh, the subject was the No More Lockdowns Niagara Spokesperson interview that we just did. Only this was sent last night before we did it, all right? Thank you for the information you have provided to my family over the past few years. I will no longer be following Niagara 411 posts as I don't think there are sides to show on the issue of our society's health and safety. At the present moment, I have an update from a friend in the ICU. She has had the talk with her doctor about her resuscitation option. She is one of a few friends and work associates who have been in this situation. Some of them are no longer with us. 
Either you support public health or you don't. If you lend credibility to this anti-lockdown people, you dishonor our frontline workers and spit on the memories of those we have loved and lost. I would also think your sponsors would think twice about hosting or sponsoring such a program. Sincerely, the undersigned. In my opinion, heartfelt, but off the mark. I think it's fair. Um, by sponsoring a program such as this, does not, you, does not mean that you support the content. I understand this is a very, very emotional, gut-wrenching situation, especially for people that were in this lady's situation that are suffering terrible anguish because of their losses or potential losses. And the lack of being able to contact people that you love and being able to hold their hand. I get it. What I also get, though, is when you step back from the picture, you cannot ignore the other forces at play. We ignore the other forces at play at our peril, because if we do not pay attention to them, they will come back to haunt us when we least expect it. And I'm serious about that. You've seen it happen. I'm old enough to have seen it happen a number of times. Do not ignore something just because you choose to. You have to know it's there in order to fight it. I, I couldn't agree more, Lee. I mean, I was disgusted to see all those massless, massless people marching down Lake. I hated to see it. The rest of us are trying, and here they are just a front to what we're trying to accomplish here. That said, I wanted to reach out and say, I wonder what they're about. Yeah. I wonder what the issues are. Wasn't everybody wondering what they were about? That's why we had Colin on the on the air today. We're not going to stand him up in front of a firing squad. He's, uh, to go to one of his points, yes, there are those uh, rules and regulations and conditions of Constitution in place that give them the right of uh, gathering to do what they want. But they're also breaking the rules uh, regionally, provincially, and federally of gathering the way they gathered. So they should all be fined, in my opinion. The cops should show up and fine them all, because they're not supposed to be doing what they're doing. I'd be on board. There's other ways to get your point across. Now, yeah. that said, is if you talk to some of the people that are on that side, they'll say that they've emailed regional councillors, they've talked to their mayors, and they're not getting a response. And I would agree that, so far, what we're hearing from the government seems to be very uh, narrow-minded and pushing us down a channel without listening to what some of the other people have to say without listening to affected business owners, without listening to parents that are dealing with the mental uh, health uh, instability of their own children. Yeah. Uh, without deal, you know, I mean, you have to listen to so, these people. So all of you folks that were uh, ragging on us for the last uh, 18 hours, where are you? Where are you? I, I don't see you on our screen. Come on on, let's, Absolutely. let's have a conversation. You still think we're doing the wrong thing? I don't. I think they're doing the wrong thing, and I'd love for more people to come on here and say, yeah, this protest coming up this weekend in Niagara Falls, I hope nobody goes. I hope See everybody that? gets arrested. See that thing? I Notice I didn't tell people where or when the protest was. People thought we were promoting 
these people. No. Get your head around what's going on. It's, don't just sit. Don't just don't just sit behind a keyboard and and raft off some sort of emotional thing because you think you're making a comment like uh, oh, Lee's a dick. Well, no, I'm not dick. I'm Lee. So listen, you got a problem? Come to me with it. Come to us about it. But think about it. Watch the thing before you condemn it. Watch the thing and do not condemn our sponsors because I'm going to remind this once again. Gales fuels this show and they are uh, behind us 110. Performance Heating and Air, uh, thank you for being here. Verge Insurance Group, we appreciate your support. And these people know, the people that are supporting us financially for this show, know that we do not have to clear our editorial content through them. They have faith that we are going to do what we promised to do, and that is bring eyeballs and ears and participation to their brand. And that's what we do. That's what we promise them to do when they sponsor us. We promise them that they will have eyeballs on their brand, and that's what happens. And you can agree or not, dis or not agree with anything that we do on this show, but please do not condemn them for it because they don't have any control over content. That's one of the things that's in our agreement when we sign sponsors on, is they cannot, they cannot in any way influence our content. And we had conversations about that today with a sponsor, and we decided, no, we're, we'll, yeah, we'll lose the sponsor. We'll lose the sponsor because of the integrity of the program. Now, Lee, uh, I promised you before we got on the Sorry, air today that, I, that I, would, I would get you off the topic. Oh, thank uh, you. I want people to know, though, that it is an open show, and we've got 45 minutes. We're only halfway through the show. We do have Francis Hallworth from United Way Niagara coming up at 1 o'clock. Tell us uh, what's changed for them in COVID and how we can help support them support us here in Niagara but at any time in, in between just click on that zoom link you can come on the show with Lee and you can share your thoughts and opinions on the lockdown on the protests on, on yeah. any other angle but getting back to what's happening in Niagara let's have some fun of Niagara 411 <laughs> well not too much fun no uh, no couple, no where are we going now uh, a couple of shootings oh in Niagara in yeah, the last sorry about that in the that, last week that's not fun no it's it's not fun but uh, I mean here we had last St. Catharines and Fort Erie right yeah, last night in Ridgeway Ridgeway of all places who shoots somebody in Ridgeway 11:45 p.m. Oh, April 14th emergency services call to the area Ridge Road North at Highway 3 and Ridgeway for reports of a male suffering a gunshot wound and additional scene downtown near the Canada Post outlet downtown Trailsides Bar and Grill right downtown there's a shot of uh, of Ridgeway Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then uh, I'll pull up here. We also had the uh, we also had the one from um, Oakdale and Marsdale, or Marsdale yeah. and, and Glenridge Glen in St. Catharines. Glenridge, yeah. And I'll, I'll pull up that update for you here. And that was weird. I think uh, there's two suspects, three suspects. Oh, here we go. We're just getting this in from Nick at four one one in the Fort Erie shooting. Right. Uh, arrest just made. Oh, okay. So there's been arrests. I mean, there are, there have been for years. I mean, numerous accounts of fisticuffs and uh, the odd stabbing or whatever. Not that that's to be taken lightly, but two gunshot deaths in Niagara in a couple of days is a little disturbing. 
So. So just juggling some stuff on our end, but yeah, I remind yeah, yeah. people that it uh, it is completely open lines. If you if you click in the zoom, we'll uh, we'll throw you on. Yep. And uh, here we go. Homicide update in St. Catharines. Again, this is disturbing, and people have noted via the comments on Niagara four one one that we do seem to be having more violent incidents. We do uh, seem to. You know, we've, we've gone from stab Catharines to shoot Catharines. <laughs> uh, the thing is, Kevin, the question always gets asked when we have these discussions. Is it because there is an increased incidence of these incidents, or is it because there is an increased reporting of them? And I don't know that we have ever been able to actually ascertain which of those is true. Uh, I would like to think it's because there's an increased reporting of them. I wouldn't like to think that there are more people shooting people in Niagara because then that means that we're importing some things that we don't want to import from the larger urban centers of our province. And hopefully that's not happening and we can get a hold on it. Speaking of get a hold, getting a hold on something, um, there was a ruling, uh, not a ruling, that, that's entirely the wrong word. There was a judgment passed down and a paper, thousands and thousands of pages from a judge in Toronto that, and I'll bring it back to Niagara in a second, um, in Toronto, assessing the holes and the loopholes and the problems with how the Toronto Police Service investigates missing persons reports. It was very, very detailed, 51 recommendations came out of this report. I don't know if you heard anything about it, but 51 recommendations came out of this report from the judge uh, and suggestions as to how they might be implemented. I mean, she went the extra mile to advise the police service in Toronto how they might be implemented. And this, of course, this surrounds, it was precipitated by the MacArthur case in Toronto. And she made a statement, which is what I'm trying to um, get to finally here. It's not about the report itself. She made a statement. I wish I had been able to do this investigation 25 years ago because of how it's changed me and how I felt about it, and I believe it would have made me a better judge. And I found that, I found that uh, quite effective to me and I wonder one of these times we'll try to get someone on from the Niagara Regional Police Service because we investigate missing persons as well there was some on uh, Niagara 411 there's at least one person it seems every week on Niagara 411 that seems to go missing and thank goodness most of them are resolved favorably um, but I wonder I hope that the Niagara Regional Police Service will read this report and take some of the things that this judge said into account because it seems like it was a very thorough report, a very thorough analysis of how law enforcement investigates missing persons and if there's anything that we can glean from that, if other police services can implement as a result of this, um, it might it might save somebody at some point. And I just thought that was kind of a pivotal provincial story. And one time maybe we'll be able to go a little further to follow that up. And Lee, I just had on the screen there the uh, good news that we got through Niagara 411 this week that a 22-year-old girl that had yeah. gone missing had been located. Yeah. So, yeah. so like you said, um, 
The room is open to everybody, and one of our sponsors was watching. And for the first time, Lee, I want to bring uh, Jessica Friesen from Gales Gas Bars onto the program. Well, this is a landmark day. Jessica Friesen, uh, hey CEO of Gales Gas. Thank you for being here, Jessica. And uh, I know you and our other sponsors have kind of suffered the slings and arrows of our choices of content today. And uh, you wanted to weigh in. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Sounds exciting. I'm great. I'm great. Like I'm, 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 I'm calmer now. I was a little. I can see. I was a little. I was a little wired earlier, but I'm okay now. So I have to say, first of all, that um, I know that we were your first sponsor, and I am. I was proud back then to partner with a show that I felt had an incredible amount of integrity behind it. Um, I have felt for quite a long time that the reporting in um in niagara in canada in the world um is incredibly imbalanced and when kevin first came to me he said we want to offer a platform where people can give their side of the story whether or not you agree with it or i agree with it and i am firmly behind that it is a free world and everyone can have their opinion um this has been such a hot button topic. I just, I hate to see an organization such as yours that does such an incredible job allowing people that platform to have mud slung in it, like, like has happened in the last 24 hours, or like Niagara 411 or Fiddler's Poorhouse or Simpson's Pharmacy. None of us deserve that. And I wanted to come on, um, as you know, Lee, I'm not a person that generally looks for the spotlight. Um, you know, I'm not a person that would normally come on a show like this, but I, I, I'm an incredibly uh, uh, ethical individual, and I feel that the ethics behind your show are unquestionable. So I appreciate the fact that you brought on Cullen and you gave him a platform to air his opinion. I think that his opinion is absolutely incorrect. I have... So many, so so people understand. I used to be a registered nurse. I took over the family company uh, about 12 or 13 years ago. I worked in healthcare for a very long time. I know the people that are at the front line right now, and I know what they're going through. My very best friend is one of the girls that is putting jabs in arms, as they're saying these days, and I hear what she's going through. So, I am absolutely of the opposite opinion of Cullen. Um, you know, masks are an absolute necessity, and I'm probably going to lose business from anti-maskers for doing for, for coming <laughs> on and saying this because yeah. that's the way that the world works. Unfortunately, you yeah. can't, as a business owner, have an opinion in the public and not have your business impacted. But I wanted to come on and I wanted to say, you know what, Niagara 411 Live is a fantastic show. I'm an incredibly proud sponsor, and you guys keep doing what you're doing because you'll always have Gales behind you. Jessica, thank you so much. You didn't have to do this. We didn't ask you to. Uh, it was voluntary. And uh, again, you have no idea how much we appreciate that. And these are just these are just the bumps that you have when you're trying to do something different and something new and try to uh, try to be a part of your community. And uh, again, uh, thank you for your support as always. And Godspeed. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That was very nice. Um, and again, not uh, unsolicited uh, on our part. And I apologize. No, I don't apologize, really. 
I acknowledge that I was a little wound up earlier, and um, I believe I was justified as well. It's, it a, it's been a tough 16, 18 hours yeah, for you and I. Just there's some things that just piss me off. And it's been tough. You know what? And and just because you put it on a Facebook page doesn't mean that I'm going to listen to you and do what you tell me to do. I'll listen to you. I'll listen, but I might not do a damn thing about it. So, I'm going to have to deal with that. And uh, and also, I'll listen to you if you come on and talk to us right now, because, and I think the only thing, Kevin that got us about this whole thing is the fact that we said this gentleman, uh, gentle, well, call him a gentleman, call him whatever you want, was uh, this uh, leader or spokesman of a movement, I don't know, pick a title, was going to come on. And just because was going to be on the show, we got, we got hammered and our sponsors were inconvenienced in the middle of the night. We had, I had sponsors getting emails and texts in the middle of the night. That's not right. That's just not right. Um, just because, like, at least watch the show. If you think the show sucks, tell us so after the fact. Don't tell us it's going to suck. Now, I came in, I came in <laughs> I mean, the interview. Really? Yeah, I, I thought that Come was on. interesting, too. Your show's going to suck. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I came into the interview with an open mind, saying, I want to listen to this guy. Yeah. What does he have to say? Maybe his event got infiltrated by a bunch of people. It's an open <laughs> event, and oh gosh, I never knew these guys were going to show up. I didn't know those guys were going to show up yeah. saying this and doing that. Who knew? But at the end of it all, I pretty much disagree with almost all of it. Yeah. Not all of it. I, I think there's a semblance of truth when it comes to balancing um, you know, the medical needs and the emotional well-being yeah. and well, the I mean, economical well-being. I think we, we can find a better balance sure. there. And that, that's it. But 90% of what he had to say, and I came in going, I might agree with 90%. Turns out I don't. I mean, one of the things that he said uh, numerous times was, well, that's another conversation. Well, well wait a minute. No, we're, ha we're having this conversation. It's not another conversation. It's all part and parcel of the same conversation. The, uh, well, there were doctors and, uh, doctors and nurses there. Do were you know there? Were there? Well, I, I don't really know. And so I don't mean to laugh, but you know when you when you throw stuff out like that, you better be pretty adamant about what you're saying. All right, I wanted I want to do something right now that is completely uh, and yeah. literally fluffy, because there's the picture of the week, and with all with all condolences to people that uh, I hope you have your cat back that lost their cat. I don't I don't mean necessarily the cat died. It's just that the the, the cat is went away. They lost the cat, but. The picture was of a, a grayish cat. Now, the cat's name was Ashes. Is it this one, Lee? Yes. <laughs> grayish brown cat. But you notice, you notice where Ashes is laying, or lying, depending on the correct use of grammar. He is lying on a stove. See the burners underneath there? And I think. It's no wonder the cat was named Ashes. <laughs> oh, come now, Lee. <laughs> I, I know I'm a cat person, but I don't mean to be cruel, but isn't that rather ironic? And I, uh, really, folks, um, I know you miss your kitty, and I, I, hope, you, I hope you get him back, um, but it was just one of those great pictures. And I'm sure when they put that picture up, they weren't thinking that Ash was, Ashes was going to turn to Ashes on the stove. 
but uh, anyway. Look at that, look at that cat. That's, that's just my twisted sense of humor. That cat's a photographer's dream. Oh, yeah. Staring, look staring at that down face. the camera. A little bit more hair, Kevin. You'd have a twin there. I, I, I didn't know that you were so literal when you said you were going to do a fluffy piece. <laughs> I did. I used the word on purpose. I don't do this by accident, you know. Gee whiz. There's great planning goes into this. All right. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, we mentioned the fact that uh, we would be championing various charities that happen here in Niagara. And one of the things that oh, are... How dare you, Lee? How, how dare you have her on the show? <laughs> how dare I talk about charities? <laughs> All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> Those charities, oh, they'll get you every time. And I bet they don't wear masks either. All right. Uh, the United Way of Niagara is, of course, a nonprofit organization. Its executive director is Frances Hallworth. Frances, hi, how are you today? I'm terrific. How are you? And yes, we all do wear a mask at United Way. Yes, I know you do. And um, and do, do you have a do you have a system whereby you can all stay like six meters apart? I know there's one office uh, of the United Way that use ho uses hockey sticks. They walk around with a hockey stick and <laughs> make sure they're six feet away. Right. Um, we have a really easy way, and uh, most of us are working from home, so it keeps us pretty safe. There you go. So, um, Francis, when does the new campaign begin? So our campaign begins in September, but we actually do raise money all year because not everyone gives during campaign time. Right. Some people like to give at Easter, some people, you know, give in the summer. You know, everyone has their own time when they like to make their donations. So uh, if the campaign begins in September, what is the main reason for us to have this conversation today? What's on your mind? So I, I'd like to start with saying how proud I am of our community. That's mostly what's on my mind. When COVID happened, I was so impressed how our whole community, and that's our donors, our volunteers, uh, corporations, our agency partners, the United Way staff, everyone just came together at the same time to figure out what do we need to do and to try and make it happen fast. Okay. Now, are you at the stage yet of um, choosing your executive for the board? Do you have a, a board chair, a communications chair, those, those kinds of positions in mind or filled yet? So we have our board of directors yeah. Um, and then we also have our campaign team yeah. and we will be announcing um, our campaign chair in May. In May? In May. Okay. So you're not going to give me a hint as to who your chair is going to be? No, you're going to have to have me back on. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> gladly have you back on. We'll gladly have you back on. Oh, great. Uh, great. Now, remind me, refresh my memory as to what your campaign goal was last year and what the final achievement was right so um last year because everything was so different we set our goal at helping 120,000 people in niagara and what happened is we received um uh, immediate support when we launched the covid fund right we received support there but we also received um, about 1.9 million dollars from the federal government. Okay. 
So we were able to instantly start getting money into the community to try and fill those uh, immediate needs that we saw last March. So what was the actual local campaign total, Francis? So we were around 5.1 million. Well, under the circumstances uh, mm -hmm. of 2020, that is uh, an exemplary amount. That's, a, that's, a, that's an amount to be applauded and celebrated. Well, what's even better is we were able to put $6.5 million into the community. Fabulous. Now, um, with regard to the United Way, just to, just to give you a little bit of my background, uh, I've been involved with the United Way in six different communities across Canada. Um, uh, one of them was as the media director and communications manager of a Winnipeg campaign that raised $17 million a few years ago. So I'm pretty familiar with the organization. One of the criticisms of United Way for many years now, and I know you've put this behind you, but you, I'm sure you still get it, is people always want to know where the money goes, mm -hmm. right? So for people that do contribute to the United Way in Niagara, those dollars remain in Niagara, correct? So yes, they do remain in Niagara and the decisions on where the money goes are made by people who live in Niagara. Right. So we use a panel of volunteers from all walks of life to help make those decisions. And there is another thing that a lot of folks don't realize is there is something else called selective uh, giving. In other words, if there is a particular charity that someone supports and they make a donation through the United Way, they can, design, they can designate their donation to a specific charity, a specific group that comes under your umbrella. That's correct? That is correct. Okay. Yes. So, so, in other words, it's, uh, it's not sort of, some people used to think years ago that you gave money to United Way and it sort of went into this big pot and you weren't sure what happened to it after that. But that's changed over the years. And, uh, and I always think that's a really important message for the United Way and communities to be able to pass on. Um, I think one of the ways that people can see, easily see what United Way is doing is by going to our website. Uh, shortly, we will be releasing our impact or annual report, and people can see all of the programs that we have supported. So um, throughout the last year, we supported over 150 different programs in Niagara. Wonderful. So people can go and uh, see the names of all those agencies and which programs we're supporting with those agencies, and also what kind of service the agency offers. Excellent. So there's, uh, there's a lot of transparency there if, uh, if somebody wants to look for it. Uh, absolutely. And we're also happy to talk to people. If they ever have a question about United Way, they just need to call our line and we will get the right person to return the call and answer all of their questions. One of the other things I know that uh, as you get uh, ready to ramp up the campaign, that the organization looks for are volunteers. So are, there, are, are you seeking volunteers for people that might want to get involved and have something to do with uh, uh, their lives coming up in the fall? So there's a couple of ways that we use volunteers. Well, you know, aside from our uh, board of directors, which is incredibly important, 
we use volunteers for our community investment and panel on how to make the funding decisions. And then we have volunteers within all of the companies that we run employee campaigns in, which is about 200 companies. We also have what we call days of caring. So this is an opportunity for a corporation. Uh, maybe they want to do some team building. And so we would find them a project to do, and they would come out for a day and work on that project. Now, with COVID, that's been pretty tough. Right. But we are uh, working on our very first virtual day of caring. So uh, if there's a company who's interested in learning more about that, they could give us a call. Okay. Uh, and what's the easiest way to get in touch with you? Uh, 905-688-5050. Website? It's unitedwayniagara.org. That's pretty easy. Now, um, the United Way, correct me if I'm wrong, went under a slightly structural change uh, over the last uh, year or so in the fact that it now encompasses um, pretty much all of Niagara. Is that correct? Correct me how, how, how the geography works. Right. So in 2018, the three United Ways in Niagara came together as one United Way Niagara. Right. And I have to say, of course, at that time we had no idea about COVID. I don't think anyone had that on their mind. Um, it has certainly um, been advantageous during COVID, especially to have us all working as one group across Niagara. Okay. So we cover all the way from Grinsby, all the rest of the peninsula. And you feel that that it was a good, to me it seemed like the right thing to do. do, do mm -hmm. how, how is it from your perspective, is it working? Right, you know, at first there's, you know, different databases and different ways of doing things. Yeah. So once you work through that, you know, many of the donors were the same. And in Niagara, often you might live in Font Hill, but work in St. Catharines, live in Fort Erie, but work in Niagara Falls. Yeah. You know, so we're all moving around. Sure. Well, uh, listen, uh, Francis, I appreciate you being here. When you're ready to announce your board members, your board chair, and the various uh, volunteer officers for the 2021 campaign, please let us know, and we'd love to have you come on and announce who those folks are going to be. Absolutely. I'll stay in touch. All right, do that. Thank you. Francis Thank Allworth, you. uh, you're welcome. Frank's, uh, Francis Allworth, Executive Director of um, the United Way of Niagara region. Wonderful. Okay, so um, that's always one of the things that was a, a bone of contention in multi-municipality regions is we've got little pockets of people trying to do their own thing and eventually they end up sort of banging into each other, not on purpose, but just because that's the nature of the geography involved. And this, this global effort here for Niagara is probably a, a, a really good idea. So glad to see uh, glad to see it's still rolling and uh, 5.2 last year um, notwithstanding the government contribution is, is a pretty good number with all the COVID stuff that was going on so that was good that was a good number and again Lee just to bookend it kudos to Gales we gave them an opportunity to come on here and just talk about all things Gales and they deferred and said we'd rather yeah. uh, support local charities one of them being United Way so uh, Jessica pointed us in the direction of Francis and said, let's awesome. get Francis on here and talk about all the good stuff that they're doing. Do we have <laughs> do we have a picture? Not that robbing banks is funny, but do we have a picture of our bank robber? That there he is. This is too funny. Okay, me. now, all right. Now, I uh, they usually say a camera adds five pounds. 
If there was five pounds added to that, that figure, it would be just a pair of shoes. So, <laughs> um, I have a feeling perhaps the camera itself sort of elongated our, our perpetrator there, but there's a, a bank robber. And uh, now this is the, is this the same guy that took the dye pack away? Yeah, this is the guy, yeah. So he might have red dye on him. Yeah. So obviously, uh, obviously not a professional. Anybody that robs banks, I mean, I know. Anybody that robs banks has to be careful because the tellers, or the tellers, listen to me, the customer service representatives uh, now have um, special, and have for years, have little dye packs that they place in, in between the, the bills, etc. So the minute you disturb that bag or disturb whatever, that dye pack explodes and it goes all over the money and it goes all over you. And you can't get it off and you can't get it off the money. So uh, anybody that actually robs banks and knows what they're doing probably uh, would know that that's in there. And uh, this guy didn't, so I don't know. <laughs> which, do we know which bank this was? No, it didn't specify. It just said in St. Catharines. And I didn't notice it in the comments, but in the comments, Lee, oh boy. Okay, yeah, oh, there, oh boy. there are some good ones. Oh, uh, you know, the person at the top, maybe she just get a job. Yeah, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, uh, like actually, I know this guy, Len Ciccone. I went to school with him. Looks sort of familiar. Actually, the cops could have a field day with this. You fit the description. See, the, the guy up top, Eric Davis, kind of gets the ball rolling. I've seen him hiding behind a stop sign. Cops drove right by him. That's good. <laughs> Turn sideways, I bet he disappeared. See, some of these comments can be used for good instead of evil. Uh, so basically, we are to look for a man or woman with skinny, skinny legs and possibly, hey there, uh, and possibly some red dye on their hands. I think it's safe to say this human successfully, Here, like whatever it said. <laughs> There's one, an actual photo of the perp without a mask. <laughs> then the uh, NRP sketch artist. There's the... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even have to comment. They're just, it is. Now here's a real comment. It's uh, Brian saying, I think the hoodie is a CTFS hoodie, which is a Canadian Tire Financial Services. Oh. So for people in the know now, that's CTFS. And uh, if That you sounds close, like a serious comment. Uh, yeah, but saying, you know what, I mean, there's so many people in Niagara that work at CTFS mm -hmm. that it doesn't mean that this person worked there. They could have got the yeah. hoodie from anywhere. Yeah. But just an interesting comment. Forget the flip-flops. This person has duck feet. I have the same problem, and that tends to stick out when you're walking. <laughs> uh, why do I get the impression this uh, person is going to be caught? I, I don't know. It's pretty hard. And, you know, this is one, Lee, where the anti-maskers might have a point. You know, we're living in a society now where everybody's walking into banks looking like that. Oh, yeah. Pre-COVID, pre this guy walks in the front door. You're hitting that red button. You, too, could be a bank robber. Um, there was a, another article, I don't even know where I got it, but it's not exactly beach weather yet, but it was a worthwhile, I think it was in Niagara this week actually, that uh, there was a question as to what was going to be the situation when Niagara beaches opened. Would they be open to locals or would they be open to the general public, etc. And they seem to be waffling back and forth with those. Um, municipal beaches versus private whatever so it's something you might want to check when beach weather finally does get here 
as to what's going on. And I'm sure there will be some official kind of announcements uh, Announcements uh, come out with in this regard. I'm going to go back to the, the beginning of the show in just a kind of a different vein, just to let you know. Uh, we did reach out to Mayor Bilsma here in Niagara because in conjunction with these no more lockdown Niagara type protests, West Lincoln Mayor David Bilsma has been removed by council from his seat on the township of West Lincoln EOC, the Emergency Operations Center. Now that does not mean he has been relieved from his seat of, as mayor, uh, just relieved from this committee, of which he's chair, I believe. Uh, but he'll still be, it's, it's kind of convoluted how politicians do things. He'll still be on the board, but he won't be allowed at meetings. Okay. Uh, and this has to do with um, his various statements, et cetera, with regard to masking and, uh, and those kinds of things. So, uh, the, more, Moreover, Lee, it was his active participation in the lockdown. In the last lockdown weekend. last weekend in St. Catharines. Yeah, he was there and spoke. It raises an interesting question as to um, if an elected official can be an independent person or if they are always representing that seat. I don't know the answer, but it's, it's interesting. That's a blurred line and we're constantly criticized on both sides. There are codes of conduct that are written for all municipal governments as well as regional governments, etc. And in those codes of conduct, I would be very, very surprised if there was not some stipulation with regard to accepted practice on behalf of, of councillors. My, uh, my position when I was managing employees of any business is the fact that, uh, especially since we we're in the media business and people, you know, there was some sort of public awareness of what we did, as with politicians, my position always was, sorry, but you are always representing the company when you're out there because people know who you are. You're always a rep, and even if you're, even if you're acting as a, a private citizen, people know you they, they relate you to that business. You, you, so you should always be a member, uh, be, be aware of the fact that you're representing that company or you're representing that brand. And that's one of the things why we were so adamant about doing this program today is because we wanted to ensure people that we were representing their brands honorably and with balance. And that is the most important thing to us at this show and again we've come full circle on that but the the mayor Bilsma situation is is interesting it received a lot of comments as well when uh, when these articles appeared on Niagara 411 and they were pretty mixed some people said he should be able to say what he wants to say if he supports something let him support something uh, others would say you threw the mayor under the bus others say they should get rid of him now one of the other interesting things is that uh, Mr. Bilsma is also on one of our, and I, I forgive me if I don't get the committee name exactly right, one of our public health committees in the Niagara region. Now, that might be a, a point of contention, but he is not the entire board. He has a seat on the board, which means he has a voice on the board. They don't have to listen to him. Yeah, it's, he's it's just always, on the board. It's, it's always an interesting debate. Like you said, Lee, 
Uh, I guess once you're elected, you're always representing you're that always, brand. Yeah, you're always there. But some people think that's not true, and I, I don't yeah. know that there's a definitive answer. I think it's shades of gray, and we all kind of live within those boundaries. Indeed. Uh, something else that happened this week for some bizarre reason, some person was unhappy about paying for parking, uh, apparently. And uh, how, ma how many parking machines were were damaged? What did they say 12? 15. Yeah, 15 parking machines damaged along the Niagara Parkway in recent weeks. Oh, I should have asked Jessica Friesen about that. She's on the Niagara Parks Commission board. I should have asked her about that when she was with us. Um, and then what, what got me about this, though, is it, it's not the story itself. But what got me about this is some of the comments that people were making about parking machines. And, and uh, well, too bad they didn't take out this one or that one or something. Uh, well, I guess parking rates going up again. Uh, good. Hope they're repaired and smashed again. Charging to park at Queenston to go fishing is nothing more than a crime itself. Uh, that's from Randy. Tracy says, regardless of anyone's opinion of MPC saying good job to any vandalism in this area doesn't help anything. That is true. I believe that to be true. Um, good, and I hope they get repaired and that same person keeps breaking. <laughs> uh, sorry to laugh. It's not funny, but shouldn't be charging for parking. Never did for years. Well, parking is, parking is always a, a bugaboo. Something, a place that I really don't place and this happens everywhere not just here in Niagara so this isn't this isn't a bash on Niagara facilities at all but it always irritated me that hospitals charged for parking invariably and and, and again not just Niagara hospitals all every hospital around does the same thing and it's a great source of revenue for the administration there's no doubt about that however it seems a little bit anti-empathetic when people are almost always visiting somebody and there's angst involved and there's worry and there's health issues and it's just your loved ones you're going there for an emotional reason and 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 you got to pay eight bucks or whatever it is to to do. I just ne I just never liked the idea of hospital parking. I, I get the business aspect of it, yeah. but but it bugs me to a degree that we've outsourced the parking. So there's an independent company that runs oh, yeah. the parking. So we no longer kind of have a say in it. It'd be really nice if the hospital said, you know what, we're capping it at a buck fifty, or whatever yeah, it is. A but token, a token amount, sure, but like eight bucks. I know. And, and it, if you've had somebody that's been in hospital for any length of time, that's eight bucks day after day after day yeah and it, and it starts it starts to add up and it does it doesn't seem as compassionate as it should be yeah um lee i, I know we say on the program Kevin. that we'll talk to anybody at any time uh here we've had more than an hour inviting people to come on and talk uh against the anti-maskers and against the protesters and what have you we haven't heard from anybody and yet uh shandor's wanted to come on the program he's been in here a number of times so I just shrug my shoulders and say, we give everybody equal opportunity to come on the program. Yeah. It's it's your decision whether or not you choose to use it. So, uh, Leo, let you have a conversation with Shandor. Shandor, welcome uh, welcome back to the program. This is, I think, appearance number three for you. We're going to have to start putting you on the payroll. Thank you. I'm, i got to take back what I said earlier. I appreciate that. You, no, don't do that. Ah. But uh, I take back what I said earlier about not, not uh, activating the Zoom link. Yeah, I've been looking forward to participating in the call. I've been listening in. And yeah. 
you know, I think that a lot of, uh, I think that kind of we only grace the surface and then pass judgment quickly. Uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, for for 2,000 people to come out in St. Catharines, that's that's by itself remarkable. But I don't think they came out because of anything that Cullen believes. They came out for their own reasons. And I actually conducted a poll in the No Lockdowns group. And I kind of wanted to share some of the things that are in the poll so that you can wrap your head around those ideas okay. instead of being caught up in mask issues and, and a lot of the other stuff that we've had long conversations about before. Okay. So, like, the number one thing in the poll was there must be no vaccine passport. So the concept of a vaccine passport is something that's important to people. They've taken a stand on it. And that's the kind of thing that motivates people into being politically active. Because, you know, in engaging with these topics online, there's a lot of censorship and there's a lot of uh, shutting people down uh, in terms of so that's just one of the points. Okay, so 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 let me let me let me repeat. They believe that there should be no vaccination passport. That's right. That's okay. the number one reaction. All right. All right. Next. Um, I'm against mandatory quarantine centers. Okay. Uh, under, what, under, must be, under what circumstances? Want, what are we talking about here? Well, I mean, in, in, given the current context of what's been going on, uh, people who Canadian citizens are directed to quarantine centers when they get off of airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there are other incidents of quarantine centers taking place in Canada. Yeah. And so there's a, a political motivation for the people who've responded to this poll to say that they're against that. Okay. No reasoning behind it? Uh, why? Well, I, again, I just referenced the current context of what's taking place where people are directed from airplanes to quarantine centers under their own under their own expense, they're they're put in what are called quarantine hotels. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm aware of that. Controversy, right? Yeah. So right. They, that's their position on that. So that's a negatory. That Sorry. That's a negatory. A no. You have. They don't I, like it. No. Sorry to clarify. They don't like it. They don't like it. They don't okay, like it. Okay. All right. Number three. Yeah, businesses must be free to operate without the extra protocols. So that'll be something that obviously be controversy. Any needing to drill into, but without what extra protocol? What, what does extra protocols mean? Well, I imagine, and I can't speak for the people who responded to the poll, but I can I can suggest that there's a uh, 2019 nostalgia for being able to operate a business and sort of a pre-COVID uh, set of rules, so that. It, Here's the thing. You wanted to Shedder, draw distinction. Shedder, I, I got a, I got a chuckle out of that. The uh, 2019 nostalgia of running a business. I mean, how, how true? Right? Yeah, how true? When everyone has it, we all have different opinions on how to get there necessarily. Yeah. But okay. Um, so I think that that's what that means. It's just, just operating. So look, I want to draw the distinction. There's people in the no lockdown movement who aren't anti-maskers. Okay. Just be clear okay. About. All right. Okay. I get it. All, all right. right. There are people who so. There are people who are in the no lockdown movement who are anti-maskers. Okay, so the, you spoke to a strong anti-masker. You know me as a anti-masker. Yes. Um, but I'm here to speak to you to draw to the other issues because you want to have an open conversation to yep. understand okay. people's perspectives. What's next? And I think it's a lot more nuanced than just masks. What's next? And so, uh, I mean, here's something that you won't agree with, but it's about control, not a virus. That has a sort of a two-thirds reaction. So I have a, a poll here and there's like 200 responses. Yeah. And then it sort of goes a little bit lower and lower in reaction. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like a hostage to my own government in my own country. There's a 150 reactions to that sentiment. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. I'm, um, I'm against masks on children and babies. So that's different than just being against masks from going in stores. Yeah, sure. Okay. Right? And there's a sincere discussion taking place about that topic, and it's not nearly as cut and dry as No, consensus. no, I can, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, here's a big one for us. I believe an audit of cases and deaths will reveal data rigging. Um, so that's something you, you, know, you may be quite uncomfortable with looking at. But there are reasons, there are stories and data rigging. So, for example, a, a car crash that's categorized as a COVID death, uh, for example. Yeah, or, for example, has, yeah, the, the PCR test not being as accurate as, as portrayed. So there, there's there underlying have, rationale to, to it. To go sideways from that, and this is a discussion that would take a lot longer, but there have been... Yeah. There have been comments reach my ears from people in various lines of the healthcare industry that there have been deaths logged as or, or officially called as COVID when in reality it could have been something else and there may be some sort of administrative reason behind that. But it's sort of one of those murky discussions that's a little bit like trying to grab smoke. And I think that's something that when this is all said and done, when the dust finally settles and we can look back with uh, unclouded eyes, I believe this is something that we'll need to do a lot more investigation on. I, that's that's something we can all agree upon. I believe I, that. I totally. Yeah, there's okay, a lot Senator. of nuance to it. So thanks a lot for that. Okay. Uh, for giving me a chance to just flesh out some of the the, the look. Lockdowns have harms. Yeah. Lockdowns aren't just no big deal. They have psychological, economic, emotional harms. All right. It's, thanks. Uh, uh, appreciate so. your time. We're we're moving the program along here. Thank you. And uh, uh, yeah, take care. And again, yep. Cheers. And again, uh, Sandor wasn't a uh, Shandor wasn't a, a planned interview. He just popped in here, as you are always invited to do. Any of you and all of you that commented uh, in the hundreds between last night and today, you are more than welcome to be here. And Kevin, uh, it's always a pleasure. We knew this was going to be an interesting show, and I think we're doing important work here. It might not always be pleasant. But I do believe it's important, uh, and, uh, and I'm just absolutely proud as hell to be a part of it. We appreciate the Niagara 411 Live supporters uh, fueled by Gales Gas Bars, Performance Heating and Air, Verge Insurance. Thank you for your support. Nick at Niagara 411, I know it's been an interesting number of hours for you, as it has for all of us. But uh, just because things are easy, it doesn't mean uh, that you have to do them and just because things are hard doesn't mean you shouldn't do them and uh, and that's why we're here uh, thank you Jessica Friesen for popping on the program again Colin McDonald uh, Colin McDonald I know um, whomever you talk to you're probably not uh, always well received but uh, thank you for putting yourself out there and uh, joining us we got some answers whether we whether we like them or not we got the answers and uh, to Shandor thanks and we will be back for episode 16 of season two 
one week from today. Kevin, do we have a musical artiste to uh, play us off the stage? We today? do. We're going to be playing uh, the song Ego and the video Ego from Jessica Wilson. Cool thing about Jessica Wilson from Welland, uh, you know, she's been basically a quote unquote pro singer since her teens. Okay. She is going to be joining the show next weekend because she's becoming like a double or triple threat. She's appearing as an actress. Ah. in a couple of uh, upcoming online projects. So that's that's really cool. And I say online projects, I mean, that's that's not to say, it's, no, it's it's total pro. You know, you're talking the yeah. big players, whether it's the Craves or the, the Netflix or whatever you happen to yeah, live nice. online. So, and give us the name again. Uh, so Jessica Wilson will be Jessica. joining us next week on the program, but we'll be playing her song Ego and her video Ego. It's a great song. All right, folks, I appreciate your uh, attention, and we're not going anywhere. Season 2, Episode 15 is a wrap of the 411 Live with Lee Sterry. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.